Blog Talk Radio. Um, 
I don't know how well this bodes for the conflict that we're seeing in Syria because Mars will soon square Saturn, which I don't really like. And also, we're really in a time of the Uranian-Pluto square again, where we've been talking about that for ongoing years, the Uranus, the planet in Aries, square Pluto in Capricorn. And in October, there's going to be another exact square, yet another one. <clears throat> started in 2012, doesn't finish until 2016. So 2013 and 14 are really the the, the real meat of it. And um, we do have one more square coming up in the autumn of 2014. So I want to be careful that conflict um, between uh, government agencies doesn't become, uh, you know, more inflamed. We want to send good energy out for... Uh, space for the individual and, um, you know, that oppressive regimes and things like that kind of recognize that the individual can't be squashed anymore that easily in um, the worldwide public domain, although obviously it's still happening. That's a part of what this Uranus-Pluto square is. So Mars and Saturn squaring is going to add another whole level of a certain kind of tension. Since it's about five degrees away, I would say we're already in it, and uh, we will see over the next five days, five to about, let's say, seven, eight days, about a week, uh, because Mars will pass the square. So about a week, we're going to be in a really rough spot of some real tense, uh, combative energy, because Mars and Saturn don't mix well. And also, Mars and Leo is very bombastic. It's very um, sort of proud and can be very boastful in its own way. Um, it's positive in that there's a lot of action for creativity for those of us that are not involved in conflicts. Um, we might want to use this Mars and Leo energy to shine a little bit, and that's fine. It's just you want to make sure you're not, you know, shining simply to upstage someone or create limitations for them, etc. It's a message for governments as well, you know. We want to shine. We want to look like we're in control. We want to look like we're leaders and authorities. But as it's square to Saturn, it can you can get a really oppressive pushback. Um, Jupiter in Cancer. Uh, it's moved out of the trine with um, Saturn and Neptune and that um, really amazing grand trine that we had for almost a month has now pretty much dissipated as Mars and Jupiter have moved away from that. And, um, and that's your Global Energy Minute. I'm Dr. Craig, and you're listening to the Inside Connection. So I have somebody on the switchboard. To the Inside Connection. Hi. Uh, hi. Hello. You're going to have to actually turn down the um, the volume on the computer for the show. Okay. Is that better? I just changed location. It's just because there's a little delay between me doing it live and the transmission. It's not long, but it'll it creates a reverb on the on the show. How are you tonight? Okay. Let me turn it down. I'm <laughs> good, thank you. Where are you calling me from? I'm calling you from uh, Torrance. Torrance, okay. California. Yeah, perfect. And um, what's your name? My name is Janice. Janice. Hi, Janice. Hi, Have you ever had your chart read before? Um, informally by a friend of mine who's, you know, very interested and involved in that, but not a formal kind of reading. Okay. Um, that's fine. 
and even this is not the most formal setting, but I do try and right. give you a really quick overview of your chart. So um, I just need the first initial of your last name. Okay, D like dog. D, great. And the date of your birth? December 25th, 1960. 1225, 60? Yes. Or yeah. 50? Uh, 60, 60. 60, perfect. Um, and your birth time? Uh, 2.24 a.m. Oh, 2.24 a.m., right after midnight. And your birth town? Evansville, Indiana. Love it. I got it. Okay. Okay. Um, as a new, uh, you know, listener, have you been mm-hmm. listening to this show? This is the first time you're calling here, right? Right, it is. So as a new listener to the show, I'm just going to take a minute, and because I haven't been doing a lot of readings on this show, even though my mm-hmm. listening base seems to be getting bigger, I'm mostly being called upon to do like a, you know, a half hour, like little vignette on astrology. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad to talk to you because it's going to give me a chance to really, like, explore your chart, which looks very dynamic and, like, there's a lot of yeah. things going on in it. Um, yeah. The um, the idea behind your chart, Janice, is that every planet is in a sign. So, And that's mm-hmm. something that's from astronomy. It's something that's literal. And mm-hmm. so if I say, well, you know, you're a Capricorn, you know, you Jupiter in Capricorn, Saturn in Capricorn, oh, there's three planets in Capricorn. I'll explain what that means to you, but I think it's important for you to know you have a little Capricorn in your chart, you have a little Aries, you have Moon in Aries, you have a little Scorpio, you have Scorpio rising, you have a little Aquarius. These are the signs that kind of make up your chart so that when you when you begin to really look or understand something about yourself through astrology, you you can mm-hmm. begin with at least those signs and what they represent so that you're, you know, hardworking and dedicated and practical and all those very, you know, Capricorn mm-hmm. things, and you have a lot of that, um, mm-hmm. but that you also have a certain kind of willfulness and an energy to achieve and an entrepreneurialism and an independence that um, might not be as easy for you to access, but I would imagine that people personally know that about you and see it quite strongly because it's moon and Aries and you're a woman and you're going to show that and it's in the fifth house, which is the house of Leo. So there's a certain part of you that wants to be seen. That's Mm -hmm. not necessarily the way that Capricorn is. Mm -hmm. So that part of you that wants to be seen or wants to be noticed or wants it to be your way or the highway Mm-hmm. Um, or want, or wants, you know, for your creative vision to be realized in the world. That's the fiery part of your chart. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't have a grand trine in fire, but you do have all three fire signs. If if it was a little bit more exact, it would be it would create like a. a uh, an elemental triangle in your chart, it's not a problem that it doesn't. You still have access to all three levels of fire, which I think is really interesting. It really stands out for me about about your chart. Um, mm-hmm. Normally when I do a reading here, say in my office, I would begin with something different, but with you on, on the show, it's good for me to start off with, you know, your sun sign. You know you're a Capricorn. So mm-hmm. normally a lot of times on the show I'll start off by saying, well, you know, sun sign. Do you do any um, writing, mm-hmm. teaching? 
Um, well, I did have a question for you. Um, yeah, that's I'm fine. a jewelry. I'll get to that. Do you do, okay, do, you do I'm any a... writing teaching? No, Go but ahead. I'm a uh, jewelry designer. Ah. Awesome. And I've recently, or I'm about to have at the first of the year, a change in my business situation that could be a great opportunity, but I'm also don't know if I'm up to it. I'm a little scared, and uh, I'm scared about personal finances, and so it's got me edgy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just I don't know how my it's chart looks regarding that. It's a new partnership. Uh, no, it's actually me going on my own, leaving a, a partnership. Leaving a partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a man involved? You know, I don't mean. Um, ro- is there a man involved? Right. Uh, at present, it's just me, uh, and then uh-huh. you know, my husband's a help, but he would be the only other man. Uh huh. Um, and so you're son, specifically actually. looking yeah. at like the first of the year. Well, that's when the change will need will probably need to be in effect for me, and I have a lot of work to do between now and then. Do you have any children? Yes. A daughter? A daughter and a son. And a son. Mm-hmm. Okay. And actually, I'm my just... son will be helping me with this. You said a man. Uh-huh. I, didn't, I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. Um, the The energy is is really, I think, kind of, um, mixed to tell you the truth mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. gonna have you're going to have um Pluto uh, conjunct your Jupiter, which I think that aspect of it could make the um the financial part of it very lucrative and very positive. This is mm-hmm. gonna bring a lot of energy and a lot of power. Pluto has a tendency to bring power to mm-hmm. where it contacts, and since Jupiter is not um a negative, it's the way in which we expand. So there can be a lot of power set about by your own will because Pluto rules mm-hmm. your first house. So mm-hmm. I see a possibility for a really successful expansion of your finances based on your own initiative. All right, mm-hmm. that being said, <laughs> there's another layer to it that I think is more complicated and not as pleasant. Um, mm-hmm. And and it, it it seems to be involving a man. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that that's your son, um, mm-hmm. but but I but I can see that you know it that it it for let's just say for all intents and purposes it's involving a man. So you mm-hmm. have Uranus in the sixth house. So it seems to me that you're wanting to make change in your day to day routine and in your career. Because you have mm-hmm. you have this planet of sort of let's shake things up a little bit. That that planet which keeps us from being in a rut is is going into a into a place in your chart where it's going to stir things up about your routine. Your routine's gonna become um all new, fresh, something really different about it. Okay? Mm-hmm. That planet mm-hmm. is also gonna square your natal Jupiter and that's again another indication to me that you could end up with some sudden, unexpected financial gain. I don't mm-hmm. really see it as a loss, um, mm-hmm. for as far as money. But there's gonna mm-hmm. be a complicated relationship that is going to frustrate you, um cause you to act impulsively. Um, make you maybe make rash decisions. 
um, and you know, on the on the outside, possibly even have some little explosive kinds of temper tantrum episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That doesn't feel good to me. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. really feel good to me, you know. Mm-hmm, and how? Mm-hmm. And then that makes me want to ask you how your digestion is, <laughs> you know, because you Terrible. have Mars and ca- you have Mars and Cancer. Yeah, I feel like you know that will be the place where you're going to feel this stress and the place where you're going to, uh, you know, potentially somaticize some difficulty. Is that Mars is the ruler of your house of health? And you have Mars and Cancer, and you're going to be having a couple of planets affecting that. So, you know, going through this, it, it has its positive, and, it, you know, I can't say it's just a fully negative thing. It, the funny thing about, about transits is that you're going to go through this one way or another, whether you make the change or whether you don't. You can't prevent yourself from experiencing the energy of a transition. So um, you have to listen to what those energies sound like and then figure out which course of action best protects you, maximizes the positive, and minimizes the negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You follow mm-hmm. that? I think so. Okay. Right. In other words, in other words you want to make that decision and that decision is based on your own free will. So I can mm-hmm. tell you what energies are coming up for you. I could mm-hmm. potentially even advise you, but mm-hmm. my feeling about your question is, you know, is my feeling about your question is go for it because you really want to expand, but mm-hmm. you're going to have to recognize the new level of tension that it's going to bring in, at least initially, and the way in which you're going to have to accommodate that with your health mm-hmm. and your eating and your health, you know, mm-hmm. particularly, mm-hmm. particularly yes. your health. That That's how it feels. It feels like mm-hmm. you're going to go for it and whatever anxiety you have about the money, I wouldn't be so anxious about the money. Pluto's finally leaving your third house. It's going mm-hmm. to conjunct your Jupiter. The design should be good. Whatever it is that you're going to be working on should be good. The communications material, the marketing should be good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really just. I deal know, with depression and anxiety, so I think that that kind of stirs the pot with looking ahead and worrying about it and things. Looking ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and say that. Well. You deal with depression and anxiety, so you feel that looking ahead stirs the pot on that? Well, I'm nervous about it. Well, you're already nervous about it. <laughs> yeah, you're already yeah, nervous yeah. about it. The object of the of the of like doing a reading is to try and figure mm-hmm. out again mm-hmm. how to take hold of the positive things. And there's going to be a lot of power mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. to you for your career, your reputation, your ability to expand, and your finances. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. it's going to bring mm-hmm. with it a certain amount of tension regarding mm-hmm. an interpersonal relationship that you have. And mm-hmm, you should mm-hmm. be able to be forewarned to go into that, that what you're going to need to do is protect the way in which you somaticize means put the anxiety in your body, particularly mm-hmm. in your digestion. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I said. Okay. <laughs> all right. I That's hear you. That's all I said, okay? The, 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 the energies are complicated, and, you know, when I do a reading, it's like the the way it is is to say, well, 
this is what's coming up. How do you use this to your advantage? How do you move through this? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's going to happen anyway. And let's face mm-hmm. it, you and I are both in our 50s already. You've mm-hmm. been through your whole life. Mm-hmm. You've been through your whole life. You've been through one uh, anxiety-producing experience after another, and you've always made it through it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the information, let's say, that comes to you from your chart, that doesn't need to create additional anxiety. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, it can be used to minimize it by trying to figure out what to expect and how to best manage it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. impulsivity, that needs to be mm-hmm. examined. In other words, like mm-hmm. if someone were to be impulsive with you and create that anxiety for you because they want something done and they want something done yesterday and there's a deadline and you got to blah, 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 and it starts mm-hmm. making you anxious, you're the one that needs to know in advance that that energy is possible and how can you put the brakes on it. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. Right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. That's great. You're welcome. I mean, you I think, mm-hmm. you know, you're in, you're in a position where you where you where you want to grow. See, I mm-hmm. wanted before we jumped into your question, I wanted to look mm-hmm. back on what happened maybe 2 years ago that was a conflict. There was a conflict or there was something maybe with a woman or something uh, it was you had Pluto square the moon. Mm-hmm. Two years ago Professionally are you saying Three years personally? ago No it could have been with your daughter But it could mm. have also been with yeah. another woman With a, with you know just a woman in general Right Right, um, right. I'll give you the year Okay uh, I'm talking about 2011 So okay. right two years ago that's what I said Right So two years ago 2011, so some kind of an emotional struggle with somebody. Uh, yes, I, I, I think I know what you might be talking about. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that, that emotional struggle or whatever it is that you're thinking mm-hmm. of, it was mm-hmm. challenging to your own identity and your own sense of will, and it was somebody who might have mm-hmm. been a little oppressive, and it could have come out of the blue. You might not have even expected what hit you. Mm-hmm. And, and some of that energy from 2011, not the same person, is a similar mm-hmm. kind of lesson that you're going to be going through again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that certainly kind of impulsive energy that creates anxiety that you need to take a look at. All right. That's I, I it is a great road map. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Mhm. I love mm-hmm. it. And um, it gives me you know, something I, to think about and prepare for, just be aware of. Yeah. I mean, you know, but just mm-hmm. in general in answering your your question, mm-hmm. if you wanted me to help advise you, I say that it looks to me like you're, that you're going to absolutely do it because it's something that you want to um, something that you want to bring into your reality now. You know, mm-hmm. look, mm-hmm. we've been you've been through a few little difficult things in the past few years. Turning fifty mm-hmm. is not easy, and it opens mm-hmm. up the door to a whole new challenge. Um, mm-hmm. But 
once you're past it and you're at the place where you are right now, you're kind of settling in again with, okay, what do I really want to do? And you're mm-hmm. a Capricorn. You're going to be thinking mm-hmm. about your career. So mm-hmm. you have a lot of positive energy. Pluto mm-hmm. conjunct your Jupiter is a lot of power to your career. So mm-hmm. just, you know, use it wisely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, and All right. this impulse, impulsiveness, I hope um, I hope that isn't a long-lasting. You'll recognize it, huh? <laughs> yeah. You'll, I hope that's hope not, a long not lasting, a long-lasting kind of uh, occurrence or, or situation. Uh, you'll recognize it. You'll see it. You'll go through a little period of that where you'll see, like, that you're going to feel a little sped up, you know, mm-hmm. a little, like, mm-hmm. sped up, like things will be moving fast. And mm-hmm. what and and whenever you're in a time like that where things feel like they're moving fast, you want to slow mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you don't want to move too fast, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Really nice to well, talk to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate your patience and and oh. explaining everything really well. No worries. Thank you so much. I hope you, you have so a good much. night. You're you welcome. Too. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, Dr. Craig Martin, you're listening to Inside Connection Radio. That was a caller from Torrance, and we were talking about the effect of Pluto on the chart and also Uranus, where we had talked about in different um, in different um, show segments that when someone has cardinal planets, uh, sort of right now in the mid-range, let's say between 8 degrees and about 15 degrees, Um, that they're going to be having Uranus and Pluto squaring and conjuncting and, you know, and and being in opposition in uh, in tandem, the two planets, because they are actually in an ongoing back-and-forth square. Uh, Funny enough, I called it a square dance the other day. I was like, well, Pluto and Uranus are continuing their square dance, which I thought was kind of funny. Anyway, the... um, the idea there is that someone like Janice, who called in, has a few planets at those cardinal degrees. She had her moon at six degrees Aries, and Jupiter, and I think even Saturn. Um, but, um, yeah, Saturn, but that was much further out at 18 degrees. So the Sun and Jupiter and Saturn, and then also Mars and Cancer at 10 degrees, that's a lot of cardinal planets in the mid-range. And so there's there, there's a there's a time period of change for that caller as she reevaluates her career and her identity and the way in which she wants to where she wants to put her will and how she wants to direct her will towards her goals. So a lot of luck to her, and I always appreciate having um, a caller on the show so that we can do some live astrology readings. Let's just talk a little bit about. Um, tonight's show topic which is about past lives and um the one thing i wanted to start off by saying was that the um the the whole chart is actually an expression of past life information it's uh it's 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 fully based on something that we've been working on for um lifetimes that it's a it's a it's a it's a process it's a progression if you saw somebody that had a, a lot of 
planets and lessons in the first house, it's something that we've been working on. You can look at that and you can say, well, you've been working on leadership or entrepreneurialism or you've been, you know, it's not a static life, a static lifetime. We're in a continuum of, of you know, like hundreds of thousands of years or more while the earth is in this beautiful condition that it's in that allows for life, right? And from when it coalesced, life first was able to survive on the surface until when it no longer can inhabit life. That time span is a long time. It's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years. And the that means that in you get a lot of, possibilities for growth and incarnation of your soul and if you if you've chosen to say work on a lesson of identity and entrepreneurship and personal power and the way in which your personal power can work in the world then you're going to continue to choose lives where you're coming as an Aries or you're or you're coming back in the first house or something like that that's just the tip of the iceberg for looking at the chart and being able to understand what, you know, our past lives are saying. Because I think, you know, we, we look a lot also at the moon's south node, and um, that's, that gives us information, uh, a lot of information as well about, you know, where we've been focused. And, but it, but it, it's also a point of looking at the, the south and, and the north, the, the nodal access and saying, okay, well, for instance, my south is in um, is in Aquarius and my north is in Leo. So the drive is from being one of the group to being more in a position of leadership or being able to stand out in some way, and 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 being able to teach something, and um, and then other things in my chart will will reinforce or or influence the that path. It will say, like, I have my moon right near my moon south node in Aquarius also so that my connection to friendship and home and all of that is reinforced. The past life energy is reinforced. It's something that I've been working on and something that I'm familiar with. And yet if I'm choosing to have my sun and Mars and a few other things in the first house and have the moon's north node in Leo, then the path moving forward has to do with one of being more of a spokesperson or someone who's standing up to teach something or something like that. It doesn't have to be more dramatic than that, but it has. it's more about fire, so it's more about individual attention to creativity. Whereas... The Aquarian side is more about the collective energy and the social side of communicating with people in a group. And if you come from that place, that's good, you know, like people who have Moon South Node in Aquarius or people, let's say, who have a lot of Aquarius in their charts, you know, a lot of actual planets in Aquarius, they may actually be very seasoned with that kind of energy, seasoned, so may have a lot of, had a lot of lifetimes. And yet, let's say they have four or five planets in the eleventh uh, in the in the um, in the sign of Aquarius, but all those planets are in the first house. Then again, the lesson is going to be moving towards um, independence, entrepreneurship, and a sense of a sense of individual accomplishment, where where the individual's personal vision becomes the energy that facilitates the path of their journey. So they want to learn more about 
their own personal power, their own personal creativity, and how they can affect the world using that energy. So we look at the Moon's South Node particularly because it does bring about a lot of specific information about saying, well, this is where you've been coming from for many lifetimes, the accumulation. So that if you have Moon South Node in Aquarius, maybe you've been in Aquarius a number of lifetimes. Maybe you've maybe you've had lot, a lot of lessons in Aquarius, uh, the eleventh house, and that the, that foundation of the socializing energy of Aquarius becomes bigger for us because we have a greater collective experience of what that actually is. I think the conversation, though, takes us out to, you know, why are we on this journey? You know, why are we on this journey? What do past lives have to do with our present life? And, you know, where are we actually headed and why? And I imagine that it has to do with being able to go around the wheel and have accomplished, experienced, and uh, mastered all of the 12 lessons. Uh, Pisces, which is the 12th house and the 12th sign, is clearly the energy that in some way we are all striving to achieve and accomplish. And yet, within Pisces, there needs to be the energy of all of the other the other 11 signs because in order to be able to be a compassionate empath somebody who actually has a selflessness about themselves you're going to have to be able to understand what it is to be any of those other people in order for the piscean person to be uh, compassionate about the aries person the pisces person will have to have known an aries life and so it doesn't necessarily mean that Pisces is the end or Pisces is the only place that we're going to go to. But every time we come around and we choose a 12th house life or we choose a Piscean life, we're bringing about an energy where there's an understanding that it's not about our individual ego, that it's about the, it's about the collective experience that we're all having. And the water signs are very good at experiencing that energy and being, you know, being connected to that energy and being a part of that energy. For instance, cancer as far as nurturing, because then you have that maternal energy where it's a mother, a mothering energy connected to her children, um, a mothering energy connected to our friends or whoever that we feel like we need to take care of and protect. That is one level of compassion and empathy. And then Scorpio, with its insight and its intuition and its desire for actually having intimacy, honesty, really deep and complex honesty with another individual, in order to be able to have that, you need to be able to understand who that individual is because you have to be able to observe and listen and know that in order to have that strong, intimate relationship with them. And then Pisces, finally, is the, the empathy and connection to everyone as a part of a collective. It doesn't mean that the other, the other signs don't have that, but the mastery from one lifetime to another 
potentially in the logarithmic time scale, and that has to do with with uh, with an author called A. T. Mann, leads us to different levels of water. Water is the the, the transformational element that um, soaks in, and that is the you know the fourth the fourth sign of the you know the first four, and then the second four, and then the third four. And each one in turn is necessary in order to be able to get us there. Because if we don't have the, uh, you know, a creative experience, then we're not going to know how to master the emotional experience. But in terms of past lives, where we are and where we're headed, it's simply a continuum on a journey towards finding ourselves back in the presence of the, you know, one energy, one creative energy, God, universe that we all belong to. And so our past lives are experiences that are guiding us on that path toward that destiny. I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You're listening to the Inside Connection. And I'll leave you tonight with um, Nick Drake's Pink Moon. I hope you have a great week, and I will talk to you again next Thursday. Bye-bye. Bingo.